Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to this week's episode of everything you need to know from this week's Raw. This, of course, is the Go Home episode, uh, the Go Home show of uh, or towards Clash in the Castle. And um, so much to go through. For a Go Home show, this was absolutely stacked. Um, there are more images on this episode, if you are watching live on YouTube, uh, there are more images that we've got here than for any other episode that we've done of Raw or SmackDown. There was so much stuff. And considering this was a go-home show, like just putting the final touches in place for Clash at the Castle, it's pretty stunning the amount of stuff that we got. Uh, so I've got my notes. We need to get right into it. Let's get right into it. First of all, the first match was uh, AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler taking on Judgment Day. This was all right. Had a little bit of back and forth. Uh, actually went for about 10 minutes or so. And uh, the end result was that Damian Priest got a choke slam on Dolph Ziggler and Judgment Day get the win. So Judgment Day get the victory. Uh, we then uh, move on to a little promo. And uh, we're seeing... Uh, them talk about how they uh, want a documentary. They're sick of legends getting documentaries. Where's the respect for the Judgment Day? As they're saying these things on the Titantron, we see a vehicle arrive. Uh, and uh, I did point out this vehicle does block an access point. So not great from Edge. I mean, from a health and safety point of view, that is a disgrace. And um, hopefully, you know, health and safety fans out there will lay into him for blocking an access point with his vehicle. But he jumps out. He doesn't care about access points. He doesn't care about the safety of the crowd in the arena. He jumps out of his vehicle, leaves it where he's parked it, starts making his way down to the ring. So Edge is here. As we said, in the ring, we've got Judgment Day talking about how they're not being respected, talking about how dominant they are. Uh, laying into Edge, obviously they see Edge on the screen, they stand their ground, they call him to the ring, uh, they start saying things like, um, he isn't the one that wears the pants in his house, things along those lines. Uh, there wasn't really anything too cutting uh, here. Um, and actually, Edge had a great time responding to some of these comments. Uh, Edge does make his way out to the arena. Obviously, a great reaction from the crowd. Uh, and Edge is like, really... Uh, like, first of all, it's 2022. Yeah, um, this is why you'll never find a woman uh, if you're going to say things like you're, you're not the one that wears the pants in your family. And he says, uh, also, Beth is a badass. I'm quite proud that we both wear pants in our family. Um, and there was a really uh, fun moment where Rhea Ripley actually points at her pants. It kind of felt like she was saying to Damien Priest, like, in all fairness, I am wearing pants as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, your comment was a little bit dated, in all fairness. Um, so, yeah, I think she was, like, pointing out that she was wearing pants as well. But uh, Edge came down. Um, obviously, these uh, are built into a match at Clash at the Castle. But uh, Edge made it clear that he hadn't come alone. And uh, from behind, the Mysterios attack. So Dominic Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, uh, start kendo sticking away on the Judgment Day. And um, this was it was a, a fun way to start the show. This is obviously a big feud, a big story. Um, and this is a fun way. I did say during the watch along, if you are going to sneak attack 
I don't know that bright yellow t-shirts is the best or wisest color to wear because if you are going to be like stealth sneaking up on someone with a kendo stick, like dressing brighter than the sun is maybe not uh, the right way forward. But here they are in their bright yellow shirts, uh, smashing the judgment day with uh, kendo sticks. And um, it was going very well. They were doing very, very well. Everything seemed rosy at this point. But then Dominic, Dominic, you beautiful simp, you beautiful simp. He's alone in the ring with Rhea Ripley. Now, obviously, look, he's a guy. Guys can't go hitting girls with kendo sticks. Yeah, I, I don't know if you need me to tell you this, but uh, in 2022, maybe in 2021, you could have got away with it, but not in 2022. You cannot go hitting girls with kendo sticks. They First of all, they don't like it. Um, and second of all, community kind of frowns on it as well. So he's in the ring with Rhea and a kendo stick. Instead of walloping her, which, as I said, is very 2021, um, she, like, starts going, calm down, yeah, calm down, yeah, look at my boobs, yeah, give me the stick. And, uh, like, uh, him being the simp that he is, he does start going, here we go, I'm going to give, I, I appear to be giving you the kendo stick, I don't think I want to do this, but I appear to be giving you the kendo stick. What I like about this, right, all joking aside, is we're not using supernatural powers here, yeah? He wasn't being, like, mind-controlled, but he was being mind-controlled. But he was being mind-controlled in that way that pretty much every man has been mind-controlled by a woman at some point in their lives. So it's a believable mind-control that Rhea Ripley applied to uh, Dominic, and Dominic was like, oh, I seem to be giving you this kendo stick. <laughs> My dad's going to kill me because this was not part of the agreed plan, but uh, he was handing that kendo stick over to uh, Rhea Ripley. Uh, he does get back up with uh, Ray and Edge, and Rhea scuttles away, but slight uh, victory maybe for the Judgment Day. They know that they can get into Dominic's head and... Um, Look, this wasn't the strongest open in the world, right? But it was not bad either. Like, it wasn't bad. I had a lot of fun with it. I really enjoyed this bit. And, um, yeah, good, good. Uh, then we went backstage and we saw an interview earlier with The Miz. Uh, obviously, Miz was kidnapped last week. Um, obviously, not a great uh, last week for The Miz. Uh, he says that he doesn't want to talk about it. Like they were asking him, what happened? Where did you go? All that. He doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, forget about it. I'm here now. I don't want to talk about it. Every time he was being pressed for like, what happened? What, what did you experience? I don't want to talk about it. So kept shooting it down. And uh, it was very clear that he just wants to move on from it. It was not great. Um, he uh, doesn't have uh, fond memories of what happened to him. He doesn't want to talk about it. We go back to the ring and we've got uh, Alexa making her way out and she had Lily back. Now, this doesn't feel like it's much of a story, but it's a little observation. We'd noted past couple of weeks that Lily wasn't around. So Lily being back, uh, she, Lily was always on the Titantron, but just past few weeks, we just hadn't been seeing Lily. So Lily being carried down just felt like it was worth the mention. So uh, she was back. This was a uh, really interesting little uh, squash match. It was Asuka and uh, Alexa 
and I think Bianca as well, uh, taking on three female jobbers. No idea who the female jobbers were, um, but they got destroyed, as you would imagine. But yeah, I mean, just don't tend to get jobbers. And when you do get jobbers, you don't really get female jobbers. And you certainly don't get a collection of female. I don't know what a collective group of female jobbers are called. Uh, um, a school, a swarm. I don't know. Um, a squadron. I have no idea. But uh, we did have a collection of female jobbers. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed this finish as well. Squash match. Asuka gets a beautiful art. Look at that armbar. I mean, I feel like that should be framed and it should be put up at the performance center because it is just an absolutely beautiful. Look how she's got the leg trapped. She's got the other leg around the neck. She's really forcing that arm back. It's a be it's picture perfect armbar. It is it's stunning. It's amazing. Asuka is just the greatest. So uh, great finish, great looking move and um, a good win for these three as they head to clash at the castle. Uh, there was a sign as well that was uh, in the background and the sign was taken away. You can actually see a security guard at the end of this match because, uh, you know, the faces cut a bit of a promo afterwards. Um, but uh, yeah, the sign said, we want Naomi, not botch banks. So uh, someone was holding up a sign in the front row. We want Naomi, not botch Banks. I thought this was really interesting. I thought this was really interesting because, um, well, first of all, you don't often see Sasha getting any kind of heat. You don't ever see like people laying into Sasha. It's normally we love Sasha, we want Sasha, things like that. So I thought it was interesting. And then obviously it's always interesting seeing signs be removed. So the, you do actually see in the background a security guard take that sign away. I did joke that maybe that's what Vince is doing now. Perhaps he's uh, going into the front row. These days, you know, taking his signs with him. Um, we want Naomi back, not Botch Banks, though. And uh, maybe next week we'll see him with a sign saying, I book better than Triple H. I have no idea. But uh, we've got uh, Asuka and uh, these uh, girls in the ring. They were saying, they did mention, you talk about doing damage control, which doesn't even make sense. Damage control is meant to be the name of EO, Dakota, and, and Bianca, and Bailey. That's meant to be the name of this new group. But if you do damage control, that means you're limiting the amount of damage that, that has happened. So why is EO, Dakota, and Bailey doing damage control? I didn't understand what they were saying. It do you know what it felt like? It felt like they've got a name, and that name is damage control, and they're trying to find a way of putting it into promos. But it doesn't make any sense to me. If you do damage control, you are trying to limit the amount of damage that is done. You are, you are trying to reduce the amount of damage. You're trying to do damage control. You're trying to control the damage. You're trying to limit it. So uh, I didn't really get I didn't really get this promo. As I said, it really felt like they've got a team name and they're just trying to find a way of getting it in there. So uh, you talk about doing damage control. So, yeah, a little bit strange. Uh, I must admit, at this part, this sign certainly grabbed me more than what was being said in the ring. Uh, then we went uh, backstage and uh, we've got Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce says to the Miz, look, the police cannot do anything about Dexter Loomis. I know you was kidnapped. I know it was filmed. I know it was on TV. 
but you are not pressing charges and you are not saying anything. By you not saying anything, the police can't do anything. So this, you are making this worse for yourself. Miz just doesn't want to deal with it, doesn't want to talk about it. I think this is fine. I think this is fine. It's a nice way of explaining why Dexter's running around and the fact that Miz just doesn't want to be a part of this. Like, this is not some. This is not a feud the Miz wants to be a part of. So uh, this was kind of interesting uh, to see Adam Pearce having this conversation backstage. Uh, then we went to the ring and it was time for Kurt. Kurt Angle making his way out. I did make the observation that he was starting to look his age, starting to look old. He kind of isn't moving as, you know, smoothly as he once was. You can see the age is catching him up. No shade. Let's get that straight. Zero shade. No shade, right? He he is getting on in age and it is going to show and it's natural and everything like that. It's just, I think when you don't see someone for a while, you don't see someone for a few years and then they come back and you go, oh, yeah, wow. Time, time's catching us all up, isn't it? So um, he came down and uh, got in the ring and he did a little segment with the Alpha Academy. So Alpha Academy come down and they offer him a chance to join the Alpha Academy. Oh, thank you. Um, and uh, obviously a lot of shushin. Uh, they give him a jacket. He declines, ends up getting thrown on the floor. Uh, they are about to, you know, set on him, basically. Uh, there was a bit of a... Bad segment, well, this whole thing was a bit off, in truth. It was not the strongest segment, but it's always great seeing Kurt. But, um, yeah, it was a little bit off. And there was a bit where, like, Kurt and Chad are, like, shooshing each other. Like, shoosh, 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 shoosh. And they're going back and forth. It felt very Vince McMahon, this segment. Really felt like, it really felt like Triple H didn't quite know what to do here. So he got Vince to write it. Um, like if that turns out to be true, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised um, because it really had that kind of feeling to it. But uh, obviously uh, he declines their invitation. They're about to set on him and uh, the Street Profits come down and they make the save. So the Street Profits backing up Kurt, uh, making the save. And um, of course, that would then lead to a match between Street Profits and Alpha Academy. That match actually turns out to be quite good. I mean, there's a few clunky moments in there. It's certainly not perfect, but um, it's quite good. There's some really good stuff involved. There's some really good stuff that they do in the match. And um, yeah, I thought it was all right. Uh, before we actually get to that match, though, it is made official thanks to what happened earlier in the show. And of course, this whole feud anyway. I don't think anyone is surprised that we've uh, got this match for Clash at the Castle. And that match is Edge and Ray taking on Judgment Day. I think the big surprise is that Beth and Rhea are not involved and no Dominic either. So no Dominic, no Beth, no Rhea. It's just Edge and Ray that are doing the match at uh, Clash at the Castle. But this match is made all the same and we would hear a little bit more about this later in the show. Uh, match goes on between uh, Street Profits and Alpha Academy. And as I said, it was a really good match Really entertaining. Great moment where Dawkins shoulder tackles Otis uh, into the commentary table. He goes absolutely flying over the top. Uh, whilst that happens, uh, Montez with a monstrous frog splash as usual. This time he lands it perfect and goes straight into the pin. None of that bouncing off and then grabbing his ribs and looks like he's done more harm to himself than his opponent. Um, it was good. Hit it straight into the pin. 
One, two, three. Uh, street Profits get the victory. Uh, street Profits then celebrate by, uh, like, the solo cups, and they give a cup to Kurt, and he's like, spitting it out. He's like, oh, my God. Don't know, obviously, what was in there, but uh, whatever it was, it was too strong for the palate of Kurt Angle. And Kurt has got an alternative option, and that is milk. Milk. So uh, there we go. He goes behind. He grabs some bottles of milk. And uh, it's a great moment where Street Profits and Kurt are all drinking milk. Kurt even starts throwing milk into the crowd. And um, it was fun. I mean, this was this was better than uh, what he was doing with Alpha Academy. And there's an even better moment with Kurt uh, coming up later in the show. But when you talk about, like, having legends on the show, this is the kind of thing you want. You want to see them, you know, some of their greatest hits, if you will. Like him, like, with Milk and, uh, like, that's great. Him later on is even better. So I would say the stuff with Alpha Academy, I get why they did it. But mm, it was a bit of a missed segment. This was cool. What comes later is even better. Then we go and see uh, backstage footage of Riddle and Seth fighting in the car park. This footage actually had got onto social media. I don't know if WWE leaked it themselves or if genuinely this played out in front of fans. Uh, and maybe it was genuine fan footage that made it onto social media. But before before the show even started, we'd seen this footage of Seth and Riddle fighting, brawling. And um, yeah, here we were with them fighting and brawling and uh, the footage being shown. It, what I love about this is it feels real and it feels genuine and it feels like a real hatred. Like this isn't shot perfectly by a cameraman. It's like a phone and it's, you know, phone footage and it's from a distance. It's not a great angle, but you, it feels more genuine as a result. And uh, we would get a sit down interview with them. And as well, Matt Riddle. Hello. Hello, Matt. Welcome back. Uh, Matt Riddle. You remember Matt Riddle from NXT. Matt Riddle. Not Riddle. Matt Riddle. Uh, Matt returned. So uh, we got Matt back, which was great. Uh, man, this promo. I mean, some of it was good. Some of it was a bit off. There was a bit where Riddle was like, you're scared of me. Um, I'm going to show there's only one man in your marriage, kind of indicating to Becky which is such an old line. Now, I feel like I've heard that or variations of that uh, a few times. Um, it's kind of very similar to what was said to Edge, like, you know, Beth's the one that wears the pants in your family. I feel like it's a very similar type of insult. So, yeah, some of it was mm, uh, not brilliant. Uh, Seth said it's my time. Mm, but, right, we, we kind of do this and then we go away and then we come back to it. I don't know if it was a commercial break we went to, but we come back to it and the intensity has risen. And Matt Riddle is using the F word. And when I say that it was poorly bleeped, I, I really mean it was poorly. Like you could pretty much hear the whole of the F words as he's saying it. And he, he doesn't like he doesn't like pretend to say it and then they bleep it. Or something. Like he is saying it. And the bleeping does not do a brilliant job of covering it. They could get in a bit of trouble. Not, nothing that's going to, you know, result in Raw being kicked off air or anything. But I can imagine some executives saying, you need to do a better job of bleeping than what you did there because you could clearly hear what that word was. And um, But it felt really genuine. Like Riddle, who's like, bro, how you doing, bro? Hey, Randy. I was thinking of going to the pizza place. Want to come get some pizza? Like, you know, that riddle was not 
involved in this interview. This was Riddle swearing, saying, where are you? Where are you? Like wanting to get to Seth. Like it's so genuine. Well, it feels genuine. Um, I think people are going to be really into this match at Clash. They've done a really good job of building it up. So yeah, good. Then we went backstage and we saw Miz and we saw Champa as they walked past a door. You can clearly see uh, that Loomis is standing there. When Miz turns around, it's a completely different person. It's a completely different guy. So Miz is like, oh my God, he's starting to wonder if he's seeing people or not. But um, you can clearly see that it was uh, Dexter Loomis that was uh, standing there. Uh, he is making his way to the ring. He's going to be taking on Bobby Lashley. Don't think it was for the title. Don't think it was for the US title. I think it was just a match. And um, it's all right, you know, little uh, little encounter. Obviously, Chomper getting involved. Great moment, actually, where I didn't even have this in my notes. Chomper actually grabs a hold of the ring post and prevents Bobby from driving the Miz into the ring post. You, you know, Bobby likes to pick people up on those shoulders and then drive their head or shoulder into the ring post. Chomper actually jumped up and hugged the ring post, preventing Bobby from being able to do that. So that, I thought that was a really good spot. But whilst the match is going, look, Miz has uh, uh, got momentum. Looks like he might be uh, about to get the victory. And then he looks up and points. And Dexter Loomis is in the crowd. Now, Champa hasn't seen him. You can see that Champa isn't looking. And uh, he spots him and points up at him. And uh, yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't spot it, basically, Champa. When Champa does turn around, Loomis once again has gone. So Miz sees him. Chumper doesn't. Miz uh, is saying, I'm not making it up. Go and get him. Um, but Chumper doesn't see him. So Chumper's starting to maybe wonder if Miz is seeing things or not. But uh, the end result is that distraction results in Bobby Lashley getting the hurt lock, getting the victory. And, uh, you know, a bad night for the Miz. So uh, bad night for the Miz. Chumper. Not a great night for him either because Miz wanted and needed his help and um, he didn't quite believe him that uh, Dexter Loomis was up there. He never saw it. And so uh, trouble, trouble at the moment for these guys. Uh, oh, this is it. This is the bit we were talking about. This was so good. Uh, we all remember when uh, this happened with Kurt before and he had the uh, pictures and he was looking at the images and he was holding them up and they said things like, you suck on the back. It was such a fun segment from uh, back in the day. And they did a little callback to it here. If you're going to bring legends onto the show, um, this is a great thing to do. Like kind of some of their greatest hits, like redo some of their best moments, if you will. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Like if you're bringing Alondra Blaze on, she needs to throw a title into a bin. Yeah. If you're bringing on Kurt Angle, you need to do this. And uh, they did. They had Edge showing some images and Kurt's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And he's like, he, che he checks the back of the first one and it's and it's blank. And he's like, OK, I thought you might have been doing that thing again. Uh, and of course, all the others uh, have got things written on. It says stuff like, I'm sorry that I beat you for the US title. I'm sorry that I shaved your head bald. I'm sorry that I started the you suck chance. And then uh, this one at the end, uh, you still suck. And um, uh, eventually Edge leaves. Uh, he goes over to show the Mysterios in the background he goes to show them, like, isn't this nice? And then as he turns it around, he goes, oh. I think what he says is like Christ on a Friday or something, which I've never heard. 
Christ on a Friday. I don't know what Christ does on Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, or weekends. Perhaps he has weekends off. I certainly know he rests on a Sunday, of course, but Christ on a Friday. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard that before. But this was this was such a great moment. Um, and then, uh, of course, that leads us into uh, the Mysterios. I love this locker room stuff. Like, I want more of this. This is a great place for us to do these kind of things. Like, we've used the corridors a lot in recent years. So being inside locker rooms now is just great. It's brilliant. I love it. I love these different places that we're getting these interviews. It keeps it really fresh. We would see a different place for Johnny Gagano later as well when he has his little interview. Um, but this is uh, Dominic and uh, Ray. Ray, for some reason, wearing black now, which probably would have been a better color for when they were sneaking up on Judgment Day. But whatever. Um, but yeah, interesting. If you think about it, I, maybe there's nothing to this, but it's interesting that they're not wearing the same shirts. You know, I make that observation with Sammy. Sammy doesn't wear the same shirts as Roman or the Usos and actually, again, didn't tonight. Didn't wear the same shirt as them tonight. And here now we're seeing Dominic and Ray not wearing the same shirt. There could be something to that. Could just be nothing. It could be they just want to show off as many different designs as possible. But considering what they're about to say, I think this is quite interesting because uh, Dominic basically says, um, I thought that this was going to be a family thing in regards to Clash at the Castle. Because, of course, the match has been announced that it's going to be Edge and Ray against Judgment Day. And Dominic's feeling very left out. But um, first of all, I would say, well, you're a simp. And you gave Rhea your kendo stick, you goof, right? And then also, like, you know, let the adults deal with this, yeah? So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Ray's like, look, I, I want you to be a part of this, but Edge is like, you know, a brother to me, and it's something that we need to deal with. I hope you understand. I still want you to be there kind of a thing. And um, he's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. But definitely the teases are there that these two are on different paths, and uh, I think Clash at the Castle could be very interesting. Is that where Dominic finally joins the bloodline? Um, it's got potential, definitely. Then we uh, go to the Usos coming out and uh, Sammy. I don't know why I didn't get a picture of this, but I didn't. Um, but they came out and made their way to the ring. They were dancing around. Sammy is in a black uh, bloodline shirt. Usos in red bloodline shirts. And uh, basically, they're talking about how there's a big celebration this Friday. Roman has been champion for 730 days as Universal Champion. Big celebration. Over two years, he's held the belts. And um, they were just really talking about that. Sammy said he has been made master of ceremonies. And he's really, really excited um, about that. Out comes Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out and he says... Uh, basically that um, Roman still owes him. This is obviously a new Kevin Owens, which is very similar to the old Kevin Owens. This is very similar to the NXT Kevin Owens. And um, this is a Kevin Owens that's kind of got his swagger back. This is a Kevin Owens that's a lot more focused, if you will. I think like, you know, rather than silly KO show segments and having a bit of fun and freaking out at Ezekiel, this is... A more ruthless Kevin Owens. And um, in fact, speaking of Ezekiel, haven't seen anything about him in a few weeks. 
It's been a few weeks. Maybe we're going to get Clash out of the way and then we'll refocus on Ezekiel. But uh, nothing for Ezekiel at the moment. But um, yeah, we basically got this. And uh, Sammy uh, responded by saying, look, Roman doesn't owe you anything. Yeah, because Roman made that clear to Sammy on SmackDown. Roman doesn't owe you or anyone anything. Um, and Kevin Owens was like, look, you're one of the best wrestlers, Sammy, but you are just the bloodline clown. You need to look in the mirror and you need to reassess. And Sammy was like, look, the bloodline have accepted me. And uh, it's a shame that you and others just can't see that. Um, and then, of course, uh, he got into the ring. Kevin Owens, he made his way to the ring and he said, don't think I've forgotten. And he looks at Jey Uso and says, you and Paul Heyman cost me the title 18 months ago. I believe that's a reference to Royal Rumble last year when um, it was Roman against KO for the Universal title. And um, uh, they, there was a lot of outside interference. So Kevin Owens kind of calling back to that and uh, saying, don't think that I've forgotten. And so as a result, uh, we went to a match. So we got Kevin Owens against Jay Uso. And um, it got to the point where the Usos had Kevin up against the ropes. They told Sammy, get a chair, smash him in the head with the chair. Sammy gets the chair and he can't do it. Obviously, this is like his brother. They came through together in Canada. They've been on the indie scene together. They were in NXT together. They've feuded together, but they've been partners, tag partners together. They are like brothers. They really are. They've known each other, I think, since they were like 12 or something. So he, he can't do it. He just can't. He's, he can't do it. And the longer he waits, the referee spots him. And he's like, I can't look. The ref's looking. I can't. I, oh, I would if it weren't for the ref type thing. But he had ample opportunity to do it and he couldn't do it. So a lot of people saying Sammy, Kevin Owens against the Usos definitely feels like it is going that way. Um, without, with, uh, without him doing that, uh, it meant that Kevin Owens could recover. He hits a stunner on Jey Uso and Kevin Owens gets the win. So Kevin Owens gets the win. And, uh, you know, this is a bit awkward for Sammy. I don't know if they'll reference this on Friday because, of course, it was already recorded. Friday's SmackDown has already been recorded. So I don't know if this will be referenced. They might record some and add it as a backstage thing. But, um, yeah, bit awkward for Sammy there. I think uh, the Usos definitely wanted to see the honorary Us using that chair, helping them get the win. Sammy couldn't do it, and it's Kevin Owens that picks up the victory. Uh, then we go uh, backstage. Uh, we see Miz again saying he doesn't want to talk about it. He says to Champa, look, I don't want to talk about it. I'm just going to get in my car. I'm going to go. He jumps in the car. Um, and obviously, as he pulls away in the back, we see Dexter Loomis. So Dexter Loomis in the back. No idea what's happening right now to the Miz. I shudder to think. But uh, Dexter Loomis was in the back of that vehicle. Then uh, we go uh, to the uh, arena. And as I said, this is uh, interesting because this is uh, Johnny and Theory. So Johnny and Theory, they're sitting down. We see a little video package all about Johnny. Um, he obviously debuted last week. Here he is sat down talking to Austin Theory. And uh, Theory basically says, look, calm down. I'm not going to attack you. Don't forget you kicked me last week. So settle down. And uh, basically he just says, you know, welcome to Raw. 
you're swimming with the sharks now. He makes a really interesting point. He's like, why didn't you call me? When I won the United States title, why didn't you call me? When I became Mr. Money in the Bank, why didn't you call me? And Johnny's like, come on, you know I had a lot on. And uh, Theory's like, well, look, this just seems like a lot of excuses. And, um, you know, maybe it is lonely at the top. So I kind of really like this. They're definitely giving this feud uh, quite a bit of depth. And uh, I really liked this venue as well. It was an empty arena. It said it was earlier in the day that this was filmed. And uh, it's just a different location. Uh, these two having a conversation uh, about, uh, you know, how they're on different paths now. And uh, Johnny was like, look, I, I really love uh, Theory. I love him like a brother type thing. But, um, you know, I, I know where, where what he's become. You know, power can change people, um, you know, when you get a taste of it. And I think he's changed. So uh, it's quite interesting. I think this is a good first feud for Johnny. It's a feud that he should win. Um, it, he should win. And I think he will win. Um, but uh, it's a good it's a good first feud. He's obviously going to have great chemistry with Theory. They used to be in the group The Way. So they'll have great chemistry together. So that uh, could result in some really killer matches. So, yeah, looking forward to this. Uh, we then got glitches. Now, I do have a picture on screen. It is literally just a black picture black screen but in the corner you can see the bt logo bt sport logo there was some green glitched lines as well now the reason that i tried to get a screenshot of this didn't quite succeed but i did get a um a bit of it uh the reason i've included it is because obviously we've seen a lot of what we think are bray references there doesn't appear to have been a bray reference this week or certainly not one that jumped out at me certainly nothing that i saw people talking about in the chat and every time we've had one, people have picked up on them. We've had buzzards. We've had um, world in his hands. We've had uh, full circle. Now, these could just be coincidences, but obviously the more of them we get, the less it feels like a coincidence. There doesn't seem to have been a reference, but in England, here in the UK, we did get glitches. We did get technical difficulties. Now, that's... I don't know that it's something that's connected with Bray. Um, it feels like it's a bit of a reach, which is why it's not going to be in my title for this or it's not going to be like a separate video or anything like that. And people in America said that they weren't getting the glitches. I'm only mentioning it because I can see this being a topic of conversation. Like, is it true there was glitches? Well, the truth is... There was glitches. They seem to be in England. I think someone in Australia said they had them. Someone in India said they had them. But people in America said they didn't. So I have no idea. I don't know if it was maybe just a problem with the international feed. Perhaps it's something like that. Perhaps the feed that goes out internationally, there was a problem. But like the uh, US feed was fine. I really don't know on it. It's worth a mention nothing more than that nothing more than that so uh yeah a little bit in the dark about any bray reference this uh this week uh then we got to our main event of the evening and i had to include this image this image for me raquel and Aaliyah were the rightful winners as soon as this happened not only have we got raquel showing off her wonderful prize winning back as backs go, you, you, you try and find a better example of a back than what, what she shows us every single week. Highlight of the show is Raquel Rodriguez showing off her back. 
I don't know quite what I'm looking for or if I should be impressed, but I am impressed. And uh, it was great to see it once again. I know like um, like me, you're probably sitting there thinking, this can't get any better. It's impossible for this moment to be elevated any higher than it already is. Well, how about cheeky Aaliyah coming along and just giving, giving Raquel a little pat on the backside? I have no idea why. I don't know why. It, it felt like Aaliyah didn't quite know what to do. Um, you know, there was a bit where she uh, shook her backside for a moment, shook her ass, and then she uh, patted Raquel on her ass. I don't know what this is. I fully support it. Um, I hope this is going to be a permanent thing now that they are tag champs. Um, but as I said, this moment, they won my heart in this moment. And I'm so pleased as a result with what follows, because what follows is this moment right here. Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah, the new women's tag team champions. Didn't see it coming. Didn't predict it. Didn't see it coming. Completely blindsided me. Was super tempted to do a separate video on it, but we need to do this review. Um, yeah, incredible. Uh, didn't see it coming. Basically, what happens is this is the final of the women's tag tournament. And uh, we get Raquel and Aaliyah taking on Dakota and EO. And uh, basically, Bailey's interfering on the outside. <laughs> I did say someone should get the footage of um, Asuka, Alexa, and Bianca coming down to the ring to chase Bailey away because they come down one behind each other and it really feels like something out of Benny Hill. Like, I think you could get that footage of them running down one all behind each other. Add the Benny Hill music. I think you've got something beautiful right there. I think you've got something that will play very well on social media. But uh, they come down, chase Bailey away. All of a sudden now it's two on two. There is a tag made that they don't see. Uh, a tag made to Aaliyah. They uh, target Raquel because obviously she seems to be the bigger threat. They target Raquel. Looks like they're about to get the victory. She's not the legal person. Aaliyah in the backside, in the uh, background. Backside, I've still got backside on my mind. I still can't get over that last image. But um, uh, Aaliyah in the background uh, gets the pin, gets the win. And we have got new tag team champs. Uh, of course, that brings out uh, Asuka, Alexa, and Bianca. I keep wanting to say Alaska now. I misspoke on the stream and I called Alexa and Asuka Alaska. And I can't now not say it. It's it's something that's just drilled into my mind. Alaska. But um, no, Alexa and Asuka and Bianca, they come down and celebrate. And that's how the show ends. The show ends with uh, these guys celebrating their victory. It was a great moment. Totally out of the blue. Didn't predict it. Didn't see it come in. The heels are upset. Obviously, it builds towards Clash at the Castle, where we will get Bianca and Alaska taking on um, damage control, if that is what they're called. They still haven't come out and confirmed that as the name, but apparently it is something that was trademarked, so it is believed to be their name, and it was certainly mentioned earlier as we said so. That was whew, this week's uh, Raw. Uh, 34 images we went through uh, during our uh, live YouTube uh, viewing. As I said, if you uh, are a fan of these reviews, maybe don't get a chance to watch them live all the time. Um, the audio for this does actually go up onto Spotify, 
uh, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Amazon Music. It will go on to Apple soon, but I've just got to do a bit of work to get it on there. But um, yes, you can actually listen to these as podcasts, hopefully the next day. Um, so uh, yeah, check that out if you haven't already. But that is raw. So uh, let's uh, jump over to people in the chat. See what people made uh, of the show. See if uh, people enjoyed it or not. Um, it was definitely an incredible moment, says Joe. Uh, Asuka and plus Alexa equals Alaska. Uh, Days is dreaming of baby got back, says John. Uh, it's like the women's tag division is being given attention, says uh, Arcane Desperado. Uh, Days tweeted, bit if a controversy in the main event. There's what? There's controversy in the main event, James. What's, let's have a look. What's the controversy? Was the tag not made or something? Main event controversy. Uh, Wrestling Up said, I double checked. It turns out Aaliyah did not pin the legal competitor in the match, which was EO. Not Dakota. So that's interesting. That's interesting. I could definitely see there being a potential rematch then. And also, after Raw went off the air, we've got footage of Riddle and Seth Rollins brawling. So uh, it seems like a fight broke out in the arena as uh, Riddle and uh, Seth were getting into it. So... Uh, we've got uh, those two. I don't know if those two were maybe the dart match tonight, but um, yeah, very interesting. So um, looks like uh, the legal person wasn't pinned. All I would say is that for me, uh, I don't think referee's decision is final. Yeah, everyone keeps telling me that about the flipping Liv Morgan fiasco at SummerSlam. So referee's decision is final, but that doesn't mean that we can't set up a rematch and um, potentially we see after Clash at the Castle, EO and Dakota maybe get their hands on those uh, titles eventually. Uh, Dakota was not legal. She said it after she was pinned, says Rob. Uh, Mole Jam said it was an incredible show. It could have been a little bit better, but whatever. It's wrestling nowadays. It was awesome seeing Aaliyah and Raquel win the titles. It was awesome to see. Uh, Bearded Bronco, shout out to you, said, seems like they dropped the seed for Roman booking I shared with you. Seems like they dropped a seed for Roman booking. Uh, I, I don't know where that is. I don't really want to start getting into the habit of like doing these reviews and then like scrolling all through uh, Twitter. So, um, yeah, feel free to put uh, anything that uh, you've heard in the chat. I'll try and get to as much as I can. Uh, e AEW fan said, could the titles be taken from Aaliyah and redone on Monday? Uh, I hope not, because as I said, you know, um, Liv won the title in uh, dubious circumstances. And, you know, referee's decision is final. Referee has uh, called the action that he's seen. I don't think that the title should be taken off of Raquel and Aaliyah. Uh, I think what they should do is definitely a rematch. I think there's definitely grounds for a rematch. I think there's definitely uh, an argument for Dakota and EO uh, to get that rematch. I think what's a little disappointing is at the end of Raw, 
Uh, I didn't hear or even see EO and Dakota uh, making that argument. They both seem to be like holding their necks and backs and, you know, standing on the outside as the faces were celebrating. Like I did not see EO going crazy or Dakota going crazy or Bailey going crazy that the wrong person was pinned. Like she, they easily could have gone over to the commentary table, started shouting that the wrong person was pinned or freaking out in the entrance way. So I think it's interesting. They can definitely do some up with it. But um, for me, it's not something that should result in Raquel and Aaliyah losing the belts. Uh, One Minute Wrestler said, do you think Dominic will join Judgment Day? Do I think Dominic will join Judgment Day? Um, yeah, I think things are definitely pointing that way. Uh, Gwen said, Riddle versus Rollins should be no holds barred. It really deserves it with how much they've got bad blood in the storyline. Uh, Connor said, did you hear that there is a big possibility of Jake fighting Anderson Silva? If that happens, I will be excited. Jake will have a tough challenge ahead. Yes, I did. We spoke about it during the watch along. I'm very excited. I'm a big Anderson Silva fan. And um, we will do the watch along for that if it is announced. In all fairness, there's a good chance we would have done the watch along regardless of who Jake was uh, facing. But if it's if it's Anderson Silva, that is that's big for us. Uh, Bearded Bronco said Roman winning at Clash and everyone attacks Drew after Kevin comes out to stop Sammy and the Usos attack him. Sammy pleads for Roman to stop them and they attack Sammy. Uh, AEW fan said I've the theory. What if the plans change? The winner changes and Sasha and Naomi talks fell through. What if the plans changed and the winners changed because Sasha Naomi talks fell through? We'll have to have to wait and see. I mean, apparently they are listed on inter, on the internal roster. It is believed that they are coming back. So uh, if if talks have fallen through, that would be a big big shock. I am expecting them to uh, uh, make their way back. Uh, James said nothing better than an f bomb being dropped on a wrestling show. But what is better? is four of them. <laughs> uh, I feel like Raquel and Aaliyah, Raquel in particular, needed the win more than Io and Kai. They always have Bailey. Raquel needed something to get her teeth into, says LS Dub. Uh, Sunday is Man United Arsenal. Aren't you streaming it? No. We're very focused on football these days. So I think it's Sunday all out, actually. Sunday might be all out. I know that it is Clash on Saturday and we are doing that live. And then I've got a feeling all out and actually maybe even Worlds Collide. I think Worlds Collide is this weekend, which I'm hoping is at a different time. So should be a busy, busy weekend. Uh, LNS says, what kind of breed of dog is Dexter? He did look like uh, a dog sat in the back there. He looked like he was a really good boy. Uh, being taken out for the day just as a little treat. So um, I'm not sure. Uh, in all fairness, I don't want to speculate because I'm worried that he might come and kidnap me. So uh, maybe the glitches were meant for UK people because Clash is there, says AEW fan. Uh, Mustafa said, I would love KSI to be in WWE. Uh, Sam said, who cares who was and who wasn't the right person to be pinned? Uh, busy weekend, very busy. Erasure Mind said Dexter is a cross between a bulldog and a shizu. 
So he's a shiz dog. <laughs> John said, I think they'll bring back Sasha and Naomi to try and reclaim their titles. Although Sasha should get a push to win one of the women's titles. Um, Sunday is all out, says uh, James. Oh, busy, busy, busy. Uh, John said, Bad Bunny and a mystery partner taking on the Paul brothers at WrestleMania. Book it. Well, I mean, look, it's Sasha and Naomi going after Raquel and Aaliyah is a bit strange. That doesn't really strike me as... Doesn't really strike me as quite the, the match that people are envisaging. Um, I've got to think if they come back, they're going after EO and Dakota, which is why I was so certain they were going to win that tournament. Um, I do love the fact they haven't, though, because kudos to Triple H. Swerve. I mean, proper swerve. Uh, I will always hold my hands up if I, you know, don't call Summer and did not call that. At no point did I predict that. So, yeah, proper caught me out on that one. I kind of like that. I uh, like being surprised. So, yeah, I'm not down on it. I understand, like, you know, doing stuff just to be surprised is not great, but I, I agree with what LS Dub was saying there. You know, I think Raquel and Aaliyah do need something to get their teeth into. Like, what are they doing with them? Like, EO and Dakota will be all right. They're in this group. They're with Bailey. They're going to have a great future. What about Raquel? What about Aaliyah? What do we give them? How do we, you know, give them something? And um, to be honest, I never considered that. I was just totally focused on building up this new group and putting the belts on heels so that when Sasha and Naomi come back, we've got a ready-made feud. And um, yeah, it's, in, it's really interesting. Uh, Dexter looks like one of those guys with a ferret in the movie The Big Lebowski who harassed the dude. Uh, Mustafa said, was the Attitude Era the best era? Well, it's debatable, isn't it? Plenty of people will say yes. It's not my favourite. I like the mid-80s to the early 90s. Um, I think for me, you've got just some of the... If you think about some of the biggest legends, I mean, yes, of course, Stone Cold, Rock, Triple H, of course. I think I could argue that there were bigger and more legends in the mid-80s to the early 90s. Uh, if you went, like, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, if you actually did, like, you know, a list of all the big stars from the Attitude Era... Compare it to a list of all the big stars from the Golden Era. I feel like Golden Era would win. But um, it could be an interesting video, in all fairness. Uh, Bret Hart's uh, Clash at the Castle. Uh, I hope so. I really hope so, Richard. I would love that. I would love that. Uh, AEW fan said there's a lot of hate comments that Raquel won to please Braun. Um, I, don't, I don't think so. I can't imagine that played uh, a part, um, but she is in a relationship with him. And uh, if they are thinking of bringing him back, you know, uh, obviously making sure that they book her well would probably make him happier. But I, I don't think it's a factor, to be honest. I mean, look, she's on the main roster. She's new. If she lost here, it's not the biggest thing in the world, is it? I'm sure she's going to have a good run. I'm sure she'll like win rumbles or money in the banks. I'm almost certain she'll win a women's title at some point. So Really, if she lost this match, would it have been that big a deal? I don't think anyone was expecting her to win. So uh, just noise. I really see that's just noise. Uh, I don't mind that Raquel and Aaliyah won. It does build up uh, Rodriguez as a beast and it takes Aaliyah out of being jobbed every week. 
Rob said we get nine plus hours of wrestling this weekend. It's going to be fun. Justin said Chad Gable against Kurt Angle in a shoosh on a pole match. Uh, James said each era has got pros and cons. It does come down to personal preference. Mm -hmm. AEW fans said if we're talking surprises, we've got to see Davey Boy uh, Jr. given Bulldog's history. Uh, Raw was 8 out of 10. We are going to go to uh, scores very soon. Uh, Mole Jam said, Every era was great. I believe that wrestling was always entertaining and awesome to watch. Talents and athletes, they're all awesome. Uh, bravo if they bring back returning superstars. Hungry Hungry Big Show says, Shoosh, please. Right, let's uh, have a look, shall we, and see uh, where we are with these scores. So we've had uh, a good number of responses, actually. Good number of responses and uh, a really positive score. Again, you have to remember, this is a go-home show. A little bit, uh, you know, uh, quite interesting. The two scores, they're relatively close, but there's a little gap between them. You know, 12 responses have said 8 out of 10. Uh, nine responses have said seven. So quite close. I mean, like, it's not like we've had eight and seven and a half or eight and eight and a half, like seven and eight and then 10 got uh, seven responses. But if you look at like the top five, they're all really high numbers. Like actually the lowest number of the top five is seven and that is second. So uh, it seems like people really enjoyed this show, really enjoyed this show. So eight gets the score. I personally would probably be about 7.5 around that kind of ballpark. Um, I feel like this was solid. Was it spectacular? I feel like when you're getting in the eights, that's a real statement number to me. If you say summer is an eight, then uh, that's a real statement. I mean, maybe this was just so solid that uh, it does go into the eights. I mean, the Kurt stuff was good. The Sammy stuff was good. Main event, shot winners, that was fun. I do think, though, there was a few matches in here that probably could have done without. Don't know if we needed the whole, I mean, like the Kurt uh, alpha segment was not the strongest, but let's have a look, shall we? I mean, you lot always give us your favorite and least favorite moments. But uh, Matt Riddle, Matt, Matt getting his first name back. Uh, Kurt Angle and Edge. Uh, Milk and Pranks, Raquel and Aaliyah winning. These are all people's uh, favorite moments. Uh, not sure if you caught it, but Seth and Riddle asked if it was off air and was told yes. Seth then brought up Riddle's divorce and Riddle started cursing him out afterwards. Commentary apologized for the bad bleeping job and it did feel real. Uh, I didn't actually hear him talk about the divorce. I didn't hear that. didn't catch that. So that's very interesting. Uh, so I uh, appreciate you letting me know that. Uh, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins, um, Kurt Angle, Riddle. Hayden said he didn't catch the show. I did wonder where Hayden was tonight, actually. Um, appreciate the hard work you do. It was an exceptional episode of Raw. Um, uh, Robert Solid loved it, loved Riddle and Rollins. Make Rollins Riddle the modern day Sabu and Taz. More brutal, the better. Kurt Angle was fun, especially the card picture segment, but a little bit long. Genuinely would love to see Chad Gable get a main event run at this point. He's got the talent and the might work for a short run. Uh, always good to see Gagano on TV. Just feels like a better product, even compared to a month ago. Great comment. Love that. 
Uh, Edge and Judgment Day stuff. Usos, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins mentioning Riddle's divorce. Yeah, that did pass me by. I definitely missed that. Uh, Bobby Lashley winning. Miz and Dexter Loomis. Riddle getting his first name back. And the intense promo between Riddle and Seth, says Sam. Uh, being Canadian, I am legally obligated to say Aaliyah becoming tag team champion. Um, Aaliyah and Raquel winning. Seth and Riddle promo. Dexter and Miz segments. Edge and Kurt. Uh, unpopular, but I love the Chad Kurt stuff. As well as Matt Riddle and Seth and the Sammy Bloodline story, says Nando. Raquel and Aaliyah, Dexter and Miz, um, Mysterio's attack in Judgment Day. I think we've got the vibe. Let's have a look at uh, least favorite. Ads. Ads. Uh, I enjoyed the show. Uh, Mr. Ziggles lost again. Uh, Dolphin, Dolphin? Dolphin and Styles versus Judgment Day. Uh, Dominic giving Rhea his pole. I bet he wished he did. Uh, seeing uh, Bianca, Bailey and Dakota and EO Sky always being rude. Uh, I have two. Edge turning heel. He is like the big show and Dolph losing again. Edge turning heel. When did Edge turn heel? I didn't see Edge turning heel. He's joining up with... Oh, do you mean like with the card thing? Oh, that was just a bit of fun. That was just a cheeky little fun thing. I don't think that was a heel turn. Uh, today's show was pretty solid. I don't remember anything bad. Uh, most of the Kurt Angle segment was brutal. Just wasn't a fan of the main event. Just want some believable champions. Raquel is believable, but Aaliyah is just like Liv, a paperweight champion brother. Uh, the women's tag final did did it dirty on how it turns out. It wasn't the best match. They could have given it a few, two more minutes at least. Street Profits against Alpha Academy. Uh, Raquel and Aaliyah, like WTF Hunter, wouldn't it make more sense to have the actual team win when they just teamed up three times in this tournament? Dakota and EO losing. No Sasha and Naomi. Uh, seeing Miz sad. You can tell he's been through a lot. I can only imagine what it was like for him to be violated and touched by Dexter. That's horrific. Indeed. He definitely had the eyes of a man that's been places he never wanted to go uh, i hope the judgment day stuff ends soon i like the group of people in the feud but this feud needs to end hopefully the castle is the last stop uh, bianca asuka and alexa segment was mid i think the match at clash will be solid but this segment was bland uh it was a solid go home show uh according to sean ross Sapp, the three jobber women were working aew a week ago is that a dig I don't think it's a dig, no. I don't see that as a dig. I just see it as, you know, we need three local talents. Let's get three local talents. If they worked a week ago, then, you know, so be it. I don't I don't see that as a dig. Um, I missed it too, Riddle's divorce. Uh, but yeah, I missed that. I didn't hear his divorce get mentioned, but there was something that resulted in Riddle getting really fired up and, you know, effing and everything, so... I can believe that that's what was said. Um, I've just tweeted WWE's tweet that Seth and Riddle segment with the divorce mention. I, I believe you. I believe you. Uh, I think there is, there should be a Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins follow-up. No DQ match at Extreme Rules. We could get that. We could get that. 
I think that uh, Extreme Rules is a perfect place for uh, Riddle and Seth to uh, potentially finish this feud. Um, we do have the Saudi show as well, I, I think, but it's not listed at the moment. So I'm not 100%, but um, we normally do one at the end of the year. But I did, uh, during my Clash at the Castle prediction, say that I think Seth could win at Clash, but then Riddle wins at Extreme Rules. Um, and yeah, it does make perfect sense for that to be uh, the place where this feud uh, kind of finishes, really, unless you do carry it on to Saudi. Uh, Philip said, one to ten, what is your excitement level for Clash? Uh, right now, it's probably sitting at around about eight. Around about eight. I think that the card looks all right. It's not the greatest card in the world. Um, I think Gunther Sheamus is really cool. Liv Shayna is not a match that really does it for me. Uh, so I definitely could come up with something better there. I think that this Dakota EO group, it's all right. Um, again, I don't know if it's red hot. I feel like the Riddle Seth match is quite hot, actually. I feel like that has got a lot more intensity to it than the women. So, but again, you know, we know that Becky was meant to be involved. So this wasn't plan A. But, um, you know, it'll be, it'll still be a good match. I think I would like Bianca defending the title, though rather than being in a six-woman. So, you know, maybe that's something else I would like to have seen. Um, and then, uh, obviously, you've got the main event, which I think is really good. Don't know which way that's going to go. So I do think it's a good card. I do think, though, that we... I'm pretty sure you guys could, as well, make it a better card. I think you could make uh, improvements to this card. I mean, maybe if you did Alexa and Asuka versus Dakota and... EO, and then you did Bailey one-on-one -on -one against Bianca. Maybe that could be interesting to see, uh, you know, a singles match for the women's championship. Um, because obviously, you, if, if, whoever wins, does it really matter? I mean, they do get uh, gloating rights. Whoever wins out of those two female teams will be able to brag. But we know how wrestling works. There's every chance there'll be a rematch at Extreme Rules. So how long are they going to get a chance to brag for? So, I don't know, perhaps that's part of the problem. There's nothing at stake. Perhaps there needs to be something at stake. Perhaps there needs to be some uh, interesting stipulations added to really make that six-woman tag match a bit tastier. But as I said, I love Gunther and Sheamus. think that's good. Seth and Riddle is good. Uh, Roman and Drew, I really can't tell which way that's going, so that's good. Just not crazy about the live match. And... Yeah, I think that's the card, isn't it? Oh, we just got uh, Judgment Day added. Uh, there's, there's maybe potential there with Dominic turning. So in all fairness, if you go back and look at SummerSlam 92, that is not the strongest card. It's got a lot of big names on it, but it's not the strongest of cards. It's not um, It's not really a card people look back on and, you know, remember fondly. Everyone talks about the main event, but the actual rest of the card is, um, it's got stars on it. It's got, you know, name power, star power, but um, I don't think the matches are the greatest. Uh, Riddle's ex-wife called out Becky on social media for not having a good body shape a few years ago, and Seth took it badly for those asking, says Trini. Uh, he did apologise for it, though, and I think that Seth forgave him for that. So, yeah, there's probably a little bit of beef playing in the background they're probably digging into that a little bit but um 
yeah, like, I believe it to be uh, legit. I don't believe that that was, um, uh, like, you know, uh, I believe it was a work. I don't think it was shoot a shoot. Right. Well, with that being said, I think we've covered everything. We've uh, done just over an hour. So uh, really appreciate the support. I uh, hope you enjoyed this post-show breakdown. Uh, really appreciate everyone stopping by and joining us uh, for this review. Um, as I said, I hope you enjoyed it. Different uh, podcast platforms. And of course, we're going to be back tomorrow for NXT. We're back on Wednesday for AEW. We're back on Friday for SmackDown. We're back on Saturday for Clash at the Castle. We're back on Sunday, potentially, for Worlds Collide and also AEW All Out. So busy week coming up. Loads on the way. Really appreciate the support. And I will see you again next time. Bye for now.